0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about Cowboy? yes! Go Cowboys?
2: This, this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys Storyline
3: with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. It's Wednesday, December 13th. We're back, back on the air. Missed the shows yesterday. We missed you guys. Uh, hopefully, you guys missed us as well. And uh, you guys are back ready to go here. We got the Cowboys and Buffalo Bills to talk about. And anything else you want to discuss in the world of the NFL and the Cowboys, wrestling, whatever you got, is all good. Not that I really keep up with wrestling anymore. I'm kind of more old school stuff. So I don't really keep up with the current stuff, but that's okay. Um, 888. is the number to call. You can text at 817-290-3298. As I said, we were out yesterday at a big uh, group outing uh, doing some volunteer work for the Salvation Army. Uh, It was a lot of fun over there being able to help out, uh, put things in perspective, of course. um, We try to do that every year, and so it just, just worked out that way where a couple of things going on. We couldn't really do a full slate of shows, so if you can't do a full slate, can't really do any, um, but it was uh, it was it was definitely good to be back. Good to be back with you guys. Want to hear from you uh, on the phone lines as well. Um, as far as news storylines goes, I mean we're just looking at some injuries. A little bit Cowboys banged up somewhat. Obviously Jonathan Hankins is the bigger one, um, of course. With the he's got a high ankle sprain. Doesn't look like it's going to be w- w- severe enough to put him on IR, which is which is key this week because if he did go to ir he could miss four games he missed four games then then you could come back front you could come back uh for the playoffs but if it goes into next week and you put him on ir obviously those four weeks would go into like the wild card round or whatever so i don't think the cowboys feel like it's that serious i actually he walked right past us in the locker room i think i said that monday i didn't get the sense that this was a a, a tough injury to come back from it might be a game or two. Uh, for Jonathan Hankins. And so, could to see a little bit more of Mozzie Smith. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's get it started with Michael. He's in Fulton, California. Michael, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Nick? I'm in
4: Colton, California. Oh, Colton. Hey, I just, I, yes, sir. Uh, uh, good morning. Morning. Hey, I just want to say uh, I'm really excited about this past week's win. It was a good quality win, but uh, I'm even more excited for this upcoming game against Buffalo. I, I think, you know, they're a quality opponent. And champions uh, rise to the occasion. And I'm just looking forward to see what we're going to do against a good team. I know they have their struggles, but but I still – nevertheless, they're still a good team. And uh, also, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, uh, with this upcoming, uh, uh, you know, next year, do you think that we're going to be able to lock up uh, Brandon Cooks or or uh, Stefan Gilmore long term, or what do you see happening with their future? Do you think they're they're going to be in the future plans? And I'm gonna go ahead and hang out right. and, and uh, good. You have a good one. Thank good you. Good
3: question. Uh, Gil- Gilmore and Cooks. You know, both of these, both of them were traded, um, and and you, you get their their contract. You know, I, I think I think for you know, use, this is why they the teams trade them. They get a little draft pick. Uh, right now, instead of waiting to them to go to free agency and get the compensatory pick, which will probably be about the same either way. So um, I think the Cowboys gave a fifth, fifth and a sixth um, for for both of those guys this year. I think, you know, I, I think you would try you tried to, to, to resign them, but you also, you know, you got to understand that they're they're trying to, you know, get another payday as well. Both of them, same part of their career. Uh, I I could imagine that the Cowboys would want to bring the them back, but I also think that you know they they're gonna have got to see how, how it how it fares on the open market with them, those guys, anyone else that you need, uh, you know what what they're looking for in the draft, also the development of other players behind them, you know I think I think like Jalen Tolbert's, you know progress will, will kind of. You know, it'll kind of help the Cowboys steer them into the direction they want to go for, um, for, the, for that position. So I, I, I don't have the answer. That's the thing. I mean, it, it, we're still there's still a lot of other factors involved. Would they want them back um, at a relatively good price? Yes, of course they would. But would they get that good price? And if Gilmore keeps having games like that, maybe it'll be tougher uh, to do that. But I, I don't think it's a position where the Cowboys will will be in need of you know, a lot of help because they have superstars at both positions. They have, you know, obviously C.D. Lamb receiver. They've got Diggs and Bland at corner. So I think it's got to make sense for both sides. Um I could see them wanting them to come back, but I also could see those guys testing the market uh as well. All right, let's go to Tim in Grapevine in our next caller. Tim?
2: Hey, Nick. Happy hump day.
3: Hey, Hi. how are you doing? Hey.
2: I'm doing great. Hey, in a year of great stories from Bland and Ferguson and so on, I mean, we can't become numb to Dak Prescott and what he's doing. I mean, I think we have as a fan base, we're taking it for granted. He's playing elite football, elite quarterbacking, mm-hmm. and he's the an odds-on favorite to win the MVP. And right. I'm just wondering, in your you know, in your experience, uh, I think this was before your time, but. I think Emmett Smith was the only Cowboy to ever win it, right?
3: MVP? Yeah, 90, uh, 93. That's right. So,
2: so well, what do you think that would mean for the team and the organization if he actually wins it? Then I'll hang up.
3: All right. Thanks for the call. Um, what would it mean for the team? You know, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I don't think it would mean anything for the team. I, I really don't. I think what it would mean for – I mean, think about it like this. He wins MVP – And, but they lost, they lost in the divisional round. They lost even in the championship, whatever it is, you know, they didn't win, you know, it would be like, that would be good. That would be, you know, it would be, it would be a good accomplishment for him. But I think at the end of the day, no one, I mean, think about like in, in March, we talk about Dak winning MVP or the fact they lost to whoever in the playoffs. Say he doesn't win MVP. Say everyone's third or he gets fourth. Everyone's mad about it. And it fuels him, and they go, and they, when he wins, and they win the Super Bowl, and he didn't win it. I mean, they would be talking about that, like, oh, man, he didn't win it, but he, he showed them at the end, that kind of stuff. So I really think all that stuff sounds great, but, you know, when you talk about Emmitt in 1993, you talk about Emmitt, you know, the first two games, he set out, contract dispute, comes back, leads the you know, league in rushing again, they win the Super Bowl, he's Super Bowl MVP, they win that. There's a little controversy there because maybe people think James Washington should have won it. But uh, either way, I, I I think, I mean, not to not to discredit what an awesome accomplishment it is. But, I mean, I'm just saying this is something we talk about during the season. But afterwards, I, I think it still comes down to what he does, what he does on the field and and, and that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it would be great if, if, if he, he, he could win it. But I still think, you know, that he is going to be judged. Based off of what he, you know, what they do on the field, and, and I know the sports are different, but I'll never forget. I think it was two thousand seven, and this is in the NBA. I remember Dirk Nowitzki winning MVP, NBA MVP, great accomplishment for him. They lost in the first round; they were the number one seed in the West and lost to Golden State in the first round of the, of the playoffs. It was very hollow to be like, here, here's the MVP trophy. You know, you're out because you you got beat by a number eight team, you know, but, but you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, all that stuff sounds good, but I still think you're kind of judged by what you do and don't do um, on the field. Let me go back to the first question from Michael uh, from, um, he asked about Gilmore and cooks. Let me just give you a little bit of update on their contract situation. Gilmore is a free agent at the end of this season, last year of his deal uh, he's making, uh, almost eight million in, in a base salary uh, this year, and that's kind of why the the Colts said, "All right, let's you know let the Cowboys take that, and we'll take a fifth round pick and, and call it a day." And good luck to you. And that's that's what happened, and it's been good for for I don't know if it's been good for the Colts. I don't even know who they drafted, but I know it's been good for for the Cowboys. Um, not so good for the Eagles the other night. All right, Brandon Cooks. He has one more year left on his deal. Uh, his base salary jumps this year from 4 to 8 million next year. So he will count his cap um boy, if all contracts could be this easy. Uh, base salary is 8, his prorated sign bonus is 2. His cap uh, charge is 10 million. 8 plus 2 is 10. I like that. That's good. easy to figure that out. Um they could they could cut him if they want to. They could save um would save about 6 million if they cut him um before june 1st uh they could they could save six million there so uh i i don't know if they would do that i mean i i think they would probably gotta look at gallup's contract too, see what they do at receiver but i i do think you know cooks is a situation that could probably stay uh for another season so all right uh let's if we have a chris if we have a text message i mean if we have a phone call we can go to that do we have one yes we do dylan northport florida hey
5: nick how's it going man?
3: good how are you doing
5: Good. Good. Uh, I got just a couple quick things for you, and then a question at the end. Okay. Um, so this last game here, this is going to be a game. I think when McCarthy is all said and done, his career is over. I think this last game will be one they point out and it's, uh, on the highlights and uh, talk about forever. You want a mentally and physically tough team. There's nothing like your head coach getting his appendix taken out and he's roaming the sidelines just a couple of days later. And you saw that on the field defense was super physical. Ferguson's out here stiff arming dudes jumping over guys. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is a tough team, and I think McCarthy has a lot to do with that.
3: Yes. I agree. I agree with that. I I do think that you take on the the um you know, the attitude of your coach um in in, in certain cases, and this is one and, and I think that they definitely did that.
5: And then um, I called a bunch, and we talked about the Eagles and some luck they've had and stuff. Dude, this last game, it was crazy how symmetrical it was with the fumbles, the the three fumbles in the first game, all recovered by Philly. Three fumbles in this game, all goes to Dallas. And we talked about it before a couple times. It all balances out in the end, and it was really cool to see that kind of take place live uh, exactly the way it should be. So it was really cool. Yeah. And then uh, big picture, I uh, just want to shout out again. I've, I've shouted them out before, but again, I'm just thanking Jerry, Stephen, Will. These guys, they caught so much flack during the trade deadline. And um, could you imagine this team without guys like Aubrey? Like, holy crap, this dude is amazing. Uh, Turpin, you know, out of the USFL, Turpin, on the end around, my God, that guy's fast. That was insane. I watched it again. I could see smoke coming off of his feet. so fast. <laughs> and you got Gilmore and Cook's trades in the offseason. Like the moves they made are so underrated sometimes and easily forgotten, but they've built such a good team kind of unconventionally here, uh, not just through the draft, but finding guys in USFL and some cool trades. So a uh, shout out to them. And then, uh, I guess my question would be, what's with all the picked up flags this season? There's a ton of picked up flags. Is New York like calling and talking
3: to these guys mm-hmm. during the 100%. call, or
5: what's the deal with that? Hundred
3: percent, that's what's happening. Because I, I actually, thanks for the call, uh, Dylan. I appreciate Thank that. You. Good stuff as always. You know, yes, I, I do. I do think that 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 is happening because um, uh, there was a there was a point in the game where they, they had they had the refs up on the on the big screen and they were kind of talking. And then all of a sudden they weren't talking for a second, and uh, the ref put his hand up on his ear to like you could tell like to kind of block out the you know whatever sound there was to to listen to something somebody and uh, and then they came back and he talked so yeah I I think I don't know if it was on one of those picked up flags but it was on a discussion like that and if they're gonna do that just be consistent with it and do it I'm fine I'm fine with that because they they get it right they get it right and they say you know what. Guys, that wasn't a pick. I know he, it looks like he was, but the guy's arm was flying up. It, it wasn't a pick, or or like on the holding penalty, first drive of the game. Cowboys are driving, and one thing that that's happening a lot, you see it, it with these defensive tackles. That I mean, they, they're flopping. They got their arms up. They know if they got their arms up, it makes it look like they're getting held, and and sometimes that's all that the ref can really see, and they throw it. And I I'm totally fine if the, if a guy looks up and says, guys, that wasn't hold. That was not a hold. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'd rather that happen than than just say, well, we'll come back on Monday. And, and then the NFL says, you know what, that wasn't a hold. I mean, how many times have you seen that? Maybe in college football when that's your team. And all of a sudden on, on Monday, the, the, the commissioner of the SEC or whatever comes out and says, yeah, that, that should not have been a, a penalty there and your team got screwed. Sorry. Good luck next week. I mean – so I'd rather them just fix it right then. That's fine with me. Um, if, if you know you have a different set of eyes, I could pick that up. Uh, it's a little annoying if it keeps happening over and over, but still, I think at the end of the day, you want to get it right. All right, let's go to um, Reggie in Germany. Reggie.
4: Hey, Nick. What's good, man?
3: How are you doing? I'm good, man.
4: Happy holidays, early holidays. All I'm right. I'm able to get back to you. So here's the thing, man. Uh, a state that should be getting in contact with you. What about Kansas? Kansas? Yeah, I don't think Kansas has hit you up yet. I
3: feel I feel like we have, but I, I, the, it's it's borderline. I'd have to go back and uh, for some reason though, when I was looking through it, I thought Kansas was, um, but but maybe not, maybe not. Do you know yeah, someone I from Kansas as
4: well? Um, I'm not sure, but what, um, I thought it, it feels like Kansas hasn't has a contact. Issue. What
3: was your other state? You said.
4: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDIC. It's been um, kind of uh, gnawing at me, if I could say it that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We, we've been playing great ball. I'm happy with everything that's happening at the moment. Hope it continues. But one little thing that's kind of attacking me I've had the pleasure of um, witnessing all of the five championships from the Cowboys. Mm hmm. And every Cowboy um, Super Bowl appearance, every appearance wasn't a victory. So I've seen them all. And one thing that I've always noticed is that when the Cowboys are really on their game and make it to the Super Bowl or make it um, a long way in the playoffs, they've got an attitude where they're coming out with a certain amount of swagger and a certain, and they got the game face on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The players have their game face on. Um, I haven't seen that from the Cowboys at this point. I've seen a little bit of, um, you know, joy in, in their play, but I haven't seen them really come out with, like, you know, this attitude of, okay, we're in a game, we're going to be in a dogfight, and everything that we do counts from this point on. Um, I wanted to ask you about that. I know you've you got you're yeah. an encyclopedia of mine, and you, play, you watch a lot of football. Yeah. What do you
3: feel about that? Um you got another question, Reggie? I know you're over in Germany. That's That's is that it?
4: Man. I don't want to take up a lot of time. I
3: appreciate I really appreciate the call. Thank you uh for, for calling in. Um if if they don't have the swag and the attitude on Sunday night against the Eagles, I don't know if they're gonna have it. Um I don't know you know, this is this is one of those things. Swag, game face. Leadership, um, you know, you know, communication, um, you know, that that kind of stuff. These are things that are kind of hard to always, you know, put a put a value on. I mean, how can you how can you tell them? They don't look motivated, they don't play, and they don't look intense. It's hard to do that kind of stuff, especially from afar. Um, you know, they seem like whatever whatever game face they had Sunday night, I'm fine with that 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 right there bottle that up and that's fine because let's be honest they kicked the eagles ass they kicked their ass up and down the field they 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 knocked them around they they fumbled i mean they forced the i mean they the eagles weren't just fumbling the football the first game they fumbled it two or three times on the field and they got it back and you, you kind of said all right keep doing that and then i guarantee you won't get it every time well this time the Cowboys knocked the ball out. They knocked the Eagles on their ass, picked them up, and said, I'll see you in 30 seconds and I'm gonna do it again. And that's what happened. If that's not a game phase, I don't know. I don't know what else you need. Now, are they are they 20 points better than the Eagles overall? Probably not. If they, they play again in the playoffs, whether it's Dallas or Philly, it'll probably be a pretty close game. I think I think the two teams are pretty evenly matched. But I like what the Cowboys have done. I like, the, um, I like what they, they do. I mean, think about it. They take care of business at home. Not only that, they're beating everybody by 20 points or more at home. Every game has been 20 or more at home. They're the only team in the NFL that's, that's won every game at home. Now, they obviously have to take care of business on the road. But you can, you can fault them for other little things. Run defense here, penalties there, game face being ready to play, prepared, and and playing with an attitude and swag, I'd give them a check on that one. I think they're doing just fine there. All right, well, you asked about different states. You said Kansas. I'm not sure of, um, and I and I even said to myself like, well, what about? kansas city is actually on the border there it's gonna be missouri it could be kansas kansas we'll find out here in a couple in a couple minutes first we're going to go to scott in wyoming and if there was a question about wyoming it's off the list now i i didn't know if we had one from wyoming but we do now scott
6: good morning sir
3: good morning is this your, your first call
6: yeah. yeah i believe so and, uh, there we go yeah yeah, um, I am. A, I'm a historian, among other things, and I just love the NFL history, and especially yeah. the Cowboys. I uh, got a chance to go to the uh, the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame induction this year, okay. and uh, enjoyed that. But uh, I think your idea about the books on the Cowboys is great. Um, I've got a bunch of them myself, and uh, you know, get those keep people reading.
0: Yeah, but, uh, of course.
6: Yeah, um, I. Uh, my my favorite is uh, is Peter Golenbock's uh, book. Uh, Cowboys have always been my heroes. Talk about in depth.
0: Really?
6: <laughs> yeah. But um, um, I you know I I don't have anything in particular. Okay. Um, You know that, that just, uh, I've just uh, I've my dad uh, was an Air Force pilot and uh, we were on on Okinawa during the, the late 60s and so. Um, when we came back in the, the late '60s, we, uh, we he joined the airlines, and we got sent to New Orleans. And so I was there for uh, for uh, when Dallas came in for Super Bowl six and and twelve. And so uh, I've had a chance to uh, you know and been a fan for a long time.
3: Who's your favorite player and, of all time?
6: Oh, uh, uh, Roger Staubach. All right, for sure. All right. Yeah. In fact, I was I was a little disappointed. Um, you know, he wasn't at the Hall of Fame this this year. Uh, you know, I talked to Bob Lilly and said, "You know, where's Roger?" And he said, "I'm not sure." And I was kind of guessing maybe he was with Chuck Howley at the time. That would be the kind of thing he would do, you would know, be. as as neat a guy as he is.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. He's he's yeah, he's sure. the best. You know, he's got yeah. he's got when he, when they look at the football life that they do on um, NFL Network, his is the worst. And I say this yeah. I say this because there's nothing there's no controversy you don't have anything you don't have any oh we'll be right back in the break and find out when Rodgers not nothing there's there's not anything that I mean he was he was he was just a perfect player and a lo- locker room guy and everything mm-hmm. about him was was yeah. was just awesome yeah.
6: and they say yeah yeah and then they say that uh, Tom Brady is the goat and I don't disagree but in my opinion Starbuck is the best Quarterback of all the traits that you look for in a quarterback, he had them all. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's just nope. it, it's it's sad that a couple games, you know, those two games in Pittsburgh could changed everything. Really did. I mean, it would change yeah, it would change. You know, but that's that's part of it. That's yeah. the thing. Brady had yeah. close games Montana, too. You know, he had some close Montana games. Montana
6: never had to play the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: <laughs> no, but no. true. True, he didn't. Um, all right. Well, Scott, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for the call. You bet.
7: That will be again. Call right. again sometime. Good stuff. Thank Wyoming.
3: You. We can check that off the list. Another state we can. Um, we've uh, had a caller from. That's great. All right. Let's go to uh, Brian in Kansas City. Brian, what's up?
1: Good morning, sir. I am on the Missouri side. Missouri
3: side. Okay. Missouri is is like the the. Mo- I mean, most of the population of Kansas City is Missouri, right?
1: Absolutely. It's more like two-thirds to one-third, but got there it. is a small part that's what we call KCK, Kansas City, Kansas.
3: Got it. KCK. All right. Who's got the best barbecue? Which side?
1: Oh, man, it's not even close. We got the best
3: barbecue up here. Got it. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure about how, how that, that worked in Kansas City. Um, not, like My parents grew up in Texarkana. Uh, Arkansas and Texas, Arkansas side, Texas side, it's split right down the middle. You know, it's pretty it, it's pretty intense. I just didn't know if it, Kansas City was kind of the same way. But, uh, yeah, I think we've had a caller from Kansas City. I mean, from Kansas. I think we have. I'll have to go back and look. I definitely know we have one from Missouri and you. So, Brian, what do you got?
1: Well, you know, I do go to physical therapy in Kansas, so one of these times I'll have to call you from over there. That's all. All
3: right, all right. <laughs> sounds good. That'll work. Hey.
1: So, you know, somebody was saying in the early show that, uh, you know, maybe Dak is not the best cold-weather thrower. I don't know if I ever noticed that or even, you know, yeah. how many of those – how many how many times we've even seen that. Right. You know, we, we we play in a dome, lots of other teams play in a dome, you know. so, But, you know, I do think that we – we seem to have come together with our offensive line. The running game looked much better this last week than right. than what we'd seen in the past. But you know what? It's and it's not supposed to be brutally cold this week. It's supposed to be like forty-ish at game time. So just, get, I wanted to get your your take on that if you had an opinion on that. And then I had an old timer for you if you got a Dexter Coakley story. Uh-huh. And I'll hang up and listen, brother.
3: Have a All good right. one. Thank you. All right, appreciate that, Brian from Kansas City. Cold weather games, you know, yeah, I, I think it's not as easy to throw the football around. I mean, everyone kind of can see that. I mean, it, the it's also the receivers too. It's not just the quarterback; it's the receivers. It's how do they catch the ball? Um, you know, are they are they you know are they prepared? Are they wearing the right gloves? Are they you know are, are they are they mentally up for the challenge? All that stuff. Wind, and um, you know, I, I think. I, I, you know, I Troy Aikman wasn't as good in it either. You know, and he's one of the best throwers and, and most accurate quarterbacks of all time. I mean, it, it's just sometimes you get to that point in the season where it's just not as easy to throw. And, and even even the, the the guys that that were in Buffalo, you know, the, the Jim Kellys that back in the day and all that. Like, I guarantee you, look at their stats. I mean, it it goes down. Uh, it doesn't mean that they can't they can't perform. Elway, you know, obviously in Denver and there's been a ton of them so that you just don't get the practice it's the same with driving you know what i mean when it starts to snow and get a little flurries people up in the northeast they just drive all around and, and then you know schools shut down here you know what i mean it's just not what you're used to so I think I think they can get the job done. I mean, I remember a game in twenty eighteen against the Giants, last game of the year, where I think Dak's best throw of his career was in that game to Cole Beasley rolling left, fourth down, throws at the Beasley. Absolutely phenomenal catch in the back of the end zone. That whole game, Dak I thought, played well and it was it was Meadowlands in, in December or January at that point, just just wind swirling and all that. I thought he did a really nice job. Um, in that game, and and I think he he has his moment, so um, they're going to have to move the football, we'll find out I mean, we'll see what happens this year, it doesn't matter what he did did five years ago, what matters is what they do in this game, Dexter Coakley stories that you said um, you know, I I think I've said some a little bit on on this show before, I mean, I really like um, I I really liked his game I love the fact that he changed uh, a Hall of Fame coach's perception of him just on his play, uh, because Bill Parcells had a stereotype about linebackers. He was like, "I don't. They'd have to be big guys. They can't. I can't have little linebackers." I didn't have them in the Giants, the Jets, the Patriots had these big guys, you know, Pepper Johnson, big, you know, uh, Carl Banks, Harry Carson. He wasn't really a big guy, but but still, I mean, like you know, in that win, and Dexter Colke did not fit, but Mike Zimmer and some other coaches said, "Coach, just let him play," and uh, he did. And he loved those guys um, because of they were football players. It didn't matter their size; they were football players. And then Dexter Coakley also. Uh, I've said this before: you make the right plays at the right time of the season, um, in the right game. That's how you get in the Pro Bowl. And he got a pick six against the Dolphins, two interceptions in the '99 Thanksgiving game against the Dolphins on Dan Marino. They beat him twenty to nothing. He had two score, a two touchdown, or a touchdown, and he also had um, another interception and he had the record. He, he was tied for the record with four interceptions for a touchdown in his whole career, and um, he was tied uh, with Dennis Thurman, and now Deron Bland has beat him in one season with five. But I guess he would still have the record for most most interception returns by a linebacker. It's pretty good. All right, let's go to break here real quick on Cowboys Storyline. Be, be right back. We got more text questions and calls to get. Be right back. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now,
1: just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper
4: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
3: Back Back. Back. to Cowboy Storyline. Back here on Cowboys Storyline. Let's go to a couple of text message questions. We had one from Dan in Philly. I'm sure he had some things to say. He picked a 44-6 score. said, uh, not quite the prediction I had last week, but I'll take it. Eagles fans are correct about one thing. The Cowboys still haven't beat a good team. I love it. Uh, Cry Eagles cry is what he says. Um, None of my Eagles friends are chirping. This week, I bet you they are not. Um, Nick Evans from Blair, South Carolina. His question is, do you think the non-holding calls against Parsons is a legit thing, or is it on par with normal officiating? Well, I mean, you say it all the time. that You, know, you can make a holding call in every, any play. I mean, every single play can have a holding call, and I'm sure Parsons thinks he gets held every time. He's a great pass rusher. He's hard to block, and so he's probably getting held most of the time. It's just whether the refs see it or not. Um, but, yeah, I mean— I bet he does get hold uh, get held oh, just about every every snap. Uh that doesn't surprise me at all. And then also Mike from Denver, Colorado. His favorite player, Emmett Smith, random cowboy, Avion Kaysen. Favorite wrestler. Nick the Flea Flicker Eatman. So he's not crazy about wrestling. The flea flicker. I could see that. I could see that being a wrestling name. Uh all right. And he asked about the weather. We kind of talked about that real quick. Avion Kaysen, yeah, he was he was a He's a good running back. I mean, I mean he was a quick, shifty running back. Um, I think he scored a long touchdown. Probably was the first guy to score a touchdown in the Bill Parcells era, I think, in that first game against Atlanta. He scored. Or maybe not the first touchdown, but he did score in that game. All right, let's go to uh, the calls. Isaiah in Jacksonville, Florida. Isaiah.
8: Right, good morning there, Nick. How are you, you doing today? Good. How are you doing? And, and, and what did I say Friday?
3: I don't, I don't remember.
8: <laughs> I said that score was going to be 35 to 7. <laughs> Not bad.
3: Not bad at all. Good Not job. Not bad at
8: all. And uh, I was wanting to talk to you about uh, you know, how you have the five plays. Yeah. One of the plays you didn't mention Uh-oh. was the, the doctor that got my coach back on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to put the doctor. They got uh, the, uh, the coach back on the field to call those plays. I got a coach. I got a coach.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I I got it. That, that's yeah, good. Sometimes I'll do that kind of stuff, you know, on, on the five plays. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't put that one in. Um, but I should have because you're right. I think it did affect the team. So yeah, yeah
8: it affected a, a whole lot. Good I call. I believe that you know the way they came out on that game, the first drive. I said, whoa, they ready. Yep. And, and uh, my all-time player uh-huh. is the eight-eight club. The whole, the, all of them. <laughs> All of the 88
3: clues. Let me ask you this. Name one player that wore 88 that is not in that club. Can you got anyone else? No Dez, no a C D, no Mike, um, Michael Irvin or Pearson. You got anyone else? Any other 88? No, nope. I don't have <laughs> any it, but... other 88. All right. Uh, Those think... four are good enough. They're in the club. They're the leaders yeah. of the club for sure.
8: And uh, another thing I wanted to say, what is one... That they, have, they play they played now. That would have won the Cowboys the game in that championship game against Forty Nine.
3: It's horse collar. passing Oh, horse collar.
8: Because he, he horse collar Drew Prierson Oh, uh,
3: in that game?
0: Yeah.
8: Yeah. Because he, because he was gone. Right. <laughs> he caught that pass from Dan White, and he was gone. That's true. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and another thing, at the Super Bowl, I was at that Super Bowl, and I think Jane Washington should have won it because I, I was able to hand his son down there to him because I was next to his wife. Okay. So you mind handing him down there? I got pictures of him handing his son down there to him, and he should have won the MVP of the Super Bowl. Because what he did in the Super Bowl, I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> when no. he ran that fumble back and did the interception, I said, mm
3: yeah, He had an interception, he had a forced fumble, and he had a fumble recovery for Coming. a touchdown. Mm-hmm.
8: And that's why I think he should have gotten
3: I know. I agree with you on that. I will 100% agree with you on that one, Isaiah. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, uh, I'll say this, though, about Emmett Smith in that game. is They tied the game with that right in the third quarter with the fumble recovery. Then they got the ball back. I think it was eight straight carries to Emmett. I mean, think about it now. I mean, you don't see running backs do that. Eight in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Six, 11, four, three. 17 4 7 9 whatever it was touchdown that that right there that broke their will i mean that 100% and i think and i think Emmitt Smith uh was worthy of winning the mvp because he had a nice game as well two touchdowns and he kind of he was he was the guy there that just kind of ran down their throat but James Washington though i mean he he made he was more impactful for that game than i think Larry Brown was against the Steelers Two years later, Larry Brown just had those two interceptions that were thrown right to him. Um, but I thought James Washington was deserving. Um, but but still, you know, got to give it to him. Emmitt Smith as well, though, um, Not never a bad choice. All right, let's go to Al. He's in Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? Are you there, Al?
2: Yes. How you yes, doing? Hey, hey Nick. How's, How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you?
3: Good, good. What's on your mind?
2: Oh, I've got three... Uh... Comments okay. uh, that that caller earlier got uh, sort of a comment. I was going to ask about the three flags that were picked up. Okay, and it's ironic how I don't know if it's a coincidence or what, but we were talking about that referee that you know had refereed so many Philadelphia games, oh, and yeah. the call went for Philadelphia. And I just thought it was ironic now. I was in the I was at the game Sunday and I saw one of those flags thrown and I thought it was a legitimate pick against us.
3: For a touchdown. They a, oh. mm-hmm,
2: and they, they yeah. picked it up. So I'm like I mean yeah. every all those plays are picks they're not rubs they're picks you know let's be you know 100 percent
3: you're right about that now it's just it's just do you do you go up there with your hands up like you're about to get the ball or do you go like you're carl malone and you're just at your hands like you know i mean like if you set a pick like that like like a.j brown did then they're going to call it but cd kind of got his hands like oh i'm trying to catch it here and you know bumps the guy
2: gotta be good you gotta be a good actor yeah, you go you go to every game and the second question was uh how loud was the stadium in comparison to uh games past?
3: Yeah, really loud. Really loud. Oh, yes.
2: Okay, that's what I thought. I would I didn't this was my first game this year, but I went to a game last year and it seemed like it was really louder this year and y'all had somebody on one of your shows made the comments that the home crowd is really showing up and being yes. loud.
3: Yeah. I think well,
2: it
3: was broadest. it's it's been a big difference. Well, who was the team that you that you saw last year? Do you remember? Uh,
2: no, I don't. I know it was
3: a. Uh... That's okay, but uh, if it wasn't Philly, we won.
2: We won. I mean, if
3: it uh, if it wasn't Philly, then oh, no. then it probably wasn't as loud. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's part of this thing. Is it's Philly goes? They got their fans. They're probably obnoxious. They they're ready to go. I mean they're you know, they're 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 pumped, excited. I mean the game just meant so much. You got all oh, day. yeah, they
2: were they were all over the place. Uh Dodd saw yeah. them, like I said, that ugly green color all over the sure. place. But it was funny at the halfway through the fourth quarter they all started uh filing out.
3: Yeah, well it, it happens. It happens like yeah. that. I mean they got um, they got beat down.
2: Right. Hey, and I have one more. This is a comment and it's sure. probably not very popular, but and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but how come nobody ever mentions that New England got caught uh, getting the hands up or, I mean, for the lack of a better word, cheating three times in their Super Bowls? I mean... Yeah, everybody, mentions, everybody mentions when the Astros got caught cheating and winning the, uh, the World yeah, Series, but yeah. you don't hear that. I mean, nobody ever mentioned it, you know, deflate gate, when they got caught filming the Rams.
3: Yeah. Um, you're right. It, it, it's been 20 years. Um and, and I think it's good. It's a, that's a very good uh, point because of the Astros. Did you know they, they get caught cheating and all that, and uh, and then they won afterwards, right? They did win it last year. So I think I think that helps. Is winning like winning without any controversy? I mean, if that was your only win, and that's what happened. Then, you know, if you if you win again and win again and it's like, well, you know, you had, you know, you had the deflate gate. You had the, you know, you're trying to get an edge. Um, they're really good. Um, you know, I don't have a great answer for you I really don't. Like, I, I think I think it helps to like, have success in other forms, um, which the Astros did. They did win last year on on top of that. So on, on the scandal um, still didn't seem to help, though, didn't didn't seem to go away. Um I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why. I know in baseball, though, they they, they care a lot more about that, you know, about the, the the history of the game and all that with the steroid era and stuff like that. There are some people that just don't ever acknowledge Barry Bonds as the home run leader and all that. Don't get me started on that because I think he is. Um, but anyways, I don't care about that. Uh, good question. Good question about that. I uh, just... And I'm sure over time it did. It was a big deal. Uh, it's kind of gone away, though, when they win another Super Bowl and then another one and then another one. And you're like, well, okay, they, they're really good uh, over there in New England, regardless of what's happening. All right, Michael is our next caller. He's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. What's up, Michael?
7: Uh, Amazon is dragging their feet. I haven't got your book yet. but uh, Oh, no. No, not yet. I feel you to be here by now.
3: I wonder if I have- maybe, you know, this time of year – with with the mail, you know, some people like to do online shopping, you know, and might get caught up in some of those packages and all that could happen. Maybe. Yeah. What's
7: funny is this com the center is coming from is in Odessa, Texas.
3: Oh,
0: Cool.
7: But I haven't heard the whole show today, so I don't know if anybody mentioned this. But did you see or hear Cam Newton's comments about Dak? And no. if so, what'd you think?
3: I, oh, you did? what do you think? No. What do he say? I no don't know.
7: He named about three or four quarterbacks, Dak included, were system quarterbacks and didn't affect the outcome of the game. He was on did, some some show yesterday.
3: How did he play last week? How did Cam play last week? I don't remember seeing the stats. Did he play well?
7: Cam Newton?
3: Yeah. Or is he out of the league?
7: Oh, he's out of the league, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is too. Uh, interesting. Um, I mean, <laughs> From from a running back that played quarterback his whole career, I mean to, to call someone a system quarterback like that's kind of ironic. But you know what, it, it happens like that. See, that's the thing. You kind of think he's out of the league. Is he? Is he not? Is he with the team? No one knows. Pe- former players that that make outlandish comments like that, that that people like you repeat and throw out there, that's what they want because it's like no one's talking about me anymore. I w- I want a Heisman. I was this. I was Superman. I was all this. I was in the Super Bowl. Now you're out of the league. No one talks about you anymore. And so when you get on a podcast or you get on a platform or whatever, you throw out some stuff like that. Oh, oh, boy, Cam Newton's coming in hot, hot take for Cam Newton. Oh, maybe maybe I can get a job here. Maybe I can go and do this and be there. I mean, that happens. I don't know what he said. I I don't know where he said it. Who cares? I mean, but that's my point is that I think a lot of former players kind of do that so they can they can show that, hey, Put a microphone in front of me, you never know what you're going to get. You know, it, it, it happens. It's all good. But, um, you know, I, whatever it is, <laughs> who cares? You know, Michael Jordan was a system basketball player. Played in that system, that triangle system with Phil Jackson. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good system. So who cares? Who cares what it is? If he's a system quarterback, that's fine. Um, I, don't, I don't know. He's playing better in this system than he ever has before. So who cares? As long as he, he plays well, Tom Brady was really good in the Bill Belichick system. But he was good in other in other teams as well. With with the with the Bucks, I mean, it happens. Um, I don't know if that really matters. Um, I didn't hear all things Cam Newton said. Maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on a hot take or whatever. I'm just saying sometimes I don't really get involved in what former players say because you know I think a lot of it is is an agenda as well. So that's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. Like I said several times before. Your opinion isn't wrong. His opinion isn't wrong. It's what he thinks. It's all good. What I think is Dak Prescott's playing his best football right now in this system, which means this system I think is pretty good too. All right, great show. Appreciate all the calls. Chris Beam uh, running the board back there. Thank you to him. We will be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about Cowboys and Bills. We'll, be, we'll see you tomorrow Cowboys Storyline. See you.